Okay, today's show. Welcome <laughs> to the Five Property Show, Saturday morning. Uh, the sun is shining. Well, it is where I am, because <laughs> I'm in school. It is here too, actually. Is it? Good, good stuff. Um, yeah. Okay, so today we are actually talking about how to boost your sale price. This is the sale price and get the best upgrades to bowl over those buyers uh, to sell your home for more. Good, af- good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> good morning to the people on TikTok. Good morning to the people on Instagram. And good morning to the people on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and LinkedIn as well. And good morning to you, Jim. Live streaming and broadcasting over multiple channels at this point in time. Anything can happen in the last in the next 30 minutes. Now, if you're of a certain age, you'll know exactly what I mean by that and what program I'm referring to. <laughs> um, but if you're not of a certain age, then you'll probably know nothing I'm talking about at all. Um, so anyway, today, it's all about pushing your home's value to the potential so it can make the next move bigger and better. Uh, that could mean more space, a larger garden or a swisher location. It could also mean, um, and, and any thought is actually possible in this. But Perry, where do you start? Oh, I think one of the things that we talk to buyers often about um, and when they're looking for their Fife everyday home um, is from the reactions on viewings, we've looked at really what is it that the qualities and the features that they're looking for? You know, what is it they love the most? Yeah. Um, what is it they're looking for upgrades? What, what counts for them in regard? You know, what is an upgrade? Because an upgrade to me is different to you, isn't it, Jim? Everyone's got different needs. So some of the things we we'll look at are the good thing, things you can get for free. To boost it, yep. <laughs> we all like free. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, low cost improvements as well. You know, you're not necessarily wanting to spend a fortune. So there's that as well. Optimizing energy efficiency is a big thing, given where we are just now with our energy bills. That's a, a, a lot of people are now looking at the EPCs um, yeah. to see what the, the property performs like. Do you need to extend it and remodel it? And can you remodel it? And then does it fit for you? Um, luxury and design upgrades you know we see that quite frequently as, as well now don't we people are looking for that luxury bathroom luxury shower room kitchen um, so whether you're selling soon or adding value for the future what we're going to do is look at the most popular improvements and um, that you could bowl over your buyer um, and sell your home for more basically yeah absolutely um i think that we need to start with the free stuff because free sounds absolutely brilliant to me um so <laughs> let's talk about this i mean there's plenty of ways to add thousands to your home without actually spending a penny mm-hmm. and with a weekend of work and a bit of thought you can make a dramatic difference actually in this uh, mm-hmm. so the first one for me is actually take a picture uh, of each room to see how they look on camera you'd be amazed that when you walk in and you, you, you see all your periphery vision uh, but you don't see that much you just see the focal points and um, mm-hmm. so when you look on a camera it's completely different you get a bigger perspective you get a bigger picture and this is why it's important to take a picture of every single room now when you're taking a picture of a room uh, take it towards the window mm-hmm. Nobody wants to see your door. <laughs> Nobody wants to see a picture of your luxury bed. We're not selling furniture here. We want to know the perspectives of the room. And that's why you take a picture from the doorway, more than likely, usually it is 99 times out of 100, from the doorway actually towards the windows. Now, take it at an angle so the bed's in the background, if that's the case, and not the bed in, in the actual beginning of the photograph. Mm-hmm. If you have the bed in the beginning of the photograph, in other words, the, you see the bed first before you see the window, then it actually makes the window look smaller and it makes the loom, room, loom, room look tighter, put my teeth in, uh, room look tighter 
Um, mm. So you want to make sure the bed's a wee bit in the distance and actually the windows are more, dare I say, transparent. I'm here all week, try the <laughs> <laughs> But it's true though, isn't it, Perry? Because it when you look at the windows in most photographs, you'll just see uh, white. Um, because a lot of amateur photographers take pictures uh, of the room, but the the white balance goes out and the room goes darker because the windows are in the background and the light's coming through. Therefore, what they do is they brighten up the picture, but the windows disappear as a result. And that's how you know you've got a pretty amateur photographer here. The key is to actually take two photographs, one with the white balance out, so the room looks darker, but you can see the windows. Uh, another one exactly the same in the same position on a tripod and take it with the room at the right white balance and the windows whitened out. Mm -hmm. And then what you do is you put it into a photo editor and you actually replace the windows from the ones that are out of white balance with the ones that are in the white balance. You have a perfect room and you have perfect windows. That's exactly what all the high-end estate agents do. I think they do. I think that's a really good point. I like the idea of taking the picture, Jim, because actually with that, quite often you're with a client and they have an expectation of what the room looks like. Um, I was out yeah. at someone yesterday and they were like, oh, I really need to decorate. I really, I need to do this. I need to do the next thing. And they had a list of things that they were planning to do. And I said to them, actually, I says, I'm walking around here. I says, the home is beautiful. You don't need to do anything. But you're so used to living in it, you don't necessarily see it. So taking that photograph actually would allow you to focus on that a little bit more, wouldn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of times as well you see when people take a, pho take a photograph of the room, they actually take it and then the, maybe the side of the wardrobe hits first. So the side of the wardrobe hits first and then you get the bounce back, even if you've got a flash on, and then it, 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 it ruins the whole picture itself. So there's another issue you've got to be aware of in terms of take, taking the photograph of the room. But then if you've got a right, if you've got a professional photographer, they'll work all that out anyway. They know exactly what they're doing. I mean, ours do that all the time. Um, so they, they're fully conscious of that. Plus the fact, when you're taking photographs of the room, if you are taking them for, um, for, your, for your websites or for your property listing, it makes sure the photographs as well, make sure you take multiple photographs, multiple angles. Don't just get that one shot and think, that looks fabulous because I'll bet you a pound or penny if you're taking it on your your phone when you blow up onto a, a, a screen on a laptop you kind of go oh that doesn't look mm. as good as what it did on my phone yeah <laughs> that's a classic that happens quite a lot and then the, the reality is you've got to go back and start all over again so take multiple photographs from multiple angles work with it and then when you put it onto your laptop and you put it into the bigger picture scenario because that's how most people see things they see it on tablets and stuff like that as well although most people actually use phones and that's fine but you have to be aware that the person that might buy your property or might be interested in your property might be using a tablet or they might be using a laptop to actually mm -hmm. look at the property in the bigger bigger perspective so that's why you have to take the photographs and the right things and, and don't block the sight lines uh, and uh, and the photo can actually act as a new pair of eyes uh, mm -hmm. the other one for me is probably rearrange and relocate or even actually remove pieces of furniture to unlock valuable extra floor space and give any spare rooms a clear purpose and a lived-in look how many times have we i've been guilty myself of just opening a door to a spare room and just seeing it as a junk room I've got one. Yeah. I have I everyone does. <laughs> I have a rowing machine in it. I have the cart food. I have all my running gear. Scott has all his tools for his theatre and, and technical light production. 
Uh, and then we've got all the book, the book. I've got my library in there as well. And that's literally, that room has no defined purpose. So you can't really take any photograph of that. All we can do is put a description and that's it. So it doesn't let anybody see what it actually could be for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good one, actually. Um, and it's very interesting because, again, when we go, when we walk around a client's home, we help them prepare, don't we? Yeah. Um, and it's particularly a challenge as well if you've got young children because young children have lots of toys and they're bulky and they're stored all over the house. In this one particular property, they had the plastic crates and they had them stacked in a corner in the lounge. Yeah. And the only bit of advice I gave was my recommendation would be put them in the garage or shed, you know, when the photos and the video and all that's being done, you can pull them back out and the viewers will come in, put them away again. And actually, when I went, then went to do the pre-portal video, gem, I couldn't believe when I went into the room just how different it looked just by moving three boxes. It was yeah. incredible. It does. The, the floor space is very, very valuable. The other, the other top tip about floor space as well for me is if you've got a big massive rug that overpowers the room, especially a living room, sometimes it's actually better just to roll that rug up and put it in the cupboard. Mm -hmm. um, because when somebody walks into, when somebody walks into the room, it's no longer the focal point. Mm -hmm. It's it's maybe the it's maybe the picturesque window. It's you know yeah. got a huge amount of lights coming in, light coming in, and it looks out toward towards a countryside view. Um, yeah. Lethem is a classic classic example of that. Oh, in, in Lethem's classic for that. Lethem's got a lot of good views outside to the countryside. Um, mm -hmm. And if you have an overpowering big massive rug, I mean it's nice and cozy, it's nice and warm for you. But it doesn't look fantastic in a picture and it, mm -hmm. it takes away the focal point of the room and um, so that's another one i would say it's all about recovering that floor space mm -hmm. uh, now the next one for me is probably banish any suggestion of bursting at the seams by by clearing excess clutter from storage spaces uh, including under the stairs kitchen cupboards and fitted wardrobes now what do i mean by clutter well it's stuff that you've probably got in your cupboard you actually think you're going to be millionaires next year because <laughs> <laughs> you've got a collector's item of plug <laughs> of, the, <laughs> of the comic plug the first 20 editions or cheeky the first 20 editions and it's and it's going to make you a fortune and you're going to be a millionaire next year well it's not it's just going to sit in your cupboard and all your record collection and all the rest that you had you've never ever used in the last 30 years probably you've never ever played it's just sitting gathering dust mm. maybe it's time to get rid of them and no nostalgia and emotion holds you back sometimes but at the end of the day if you're downsizing you're going to have to get rid of something mm -hmm. if, if worst comes to worst and you really want to keep them just hire a storage unit yeah but for the temporary measure get them out of your house if you're not going to take them to your next house then don't keep them in your existing house don't say to yourself i tell you what once i'm ready to move i'll get rid of the stuff i don't need do it now and do it early enough so you've got plenty of time because if you go if you're coming to market in maybe the next month maybe the next six weeks then spend the next six weeks and actually do declutter your house but just do it maybe an hour a night so it doesn't put you grossly under pressure mm -hmm. and it gives you time to think about what you need to get rid of as well so these are the things but don't worry too much if your cupboard is bursting at the seams because most people understand that because guess what there's this too that's <laughs> true hands up who's got a cupboard bursting at the seams <laughs> i have two hands up actually maybe if i had six hands i put them up as well <laughs> i've got many cupboards bursting at the seams 
Jim, see, when you move to that, when you move to your little bu your little bungalow, Jim, you're going to struggle. <laughs> no, no, I'm quite clinical about things. It's like it's going, it's going, it's going. That's it. I'll just say to my kids, go and keep that for me for a wee while, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I'm never getting it back. I'll just leave it with them. <laughs> um, the other one for me is probably check if you've if you've any unused items hidden. Just kind of brush, touched on that earlier, just that wee bit earlier. Uh, it could be used. Uh, it could be used for styling and accessorize and and to add uh, homely touches. Probably homely touches as well. You know that's your sort of thing, Perry. Accessorize, yeah. stylish, all the rest of it. Um, it's not mine. No, but. <laughs> That, then you know that's the way it is but i think it does make a big difference and remember what we're talking about here as well is the things that you can do for free so this isn't things that you necessarily need to be spending a lot on it's about actually maybe something's in one room and moving it to another room just makes that other room just look so much better and so much different yeah. and declutters maybe the smaller room put it into the bigger room it's just ways of doing that isn't it yeah. i think the other one for me is the one that most people overlook is the cleaning of everything inside now, mm -hmm. especially. I, I mean, when I talk about that, I talk about things like hoovering and dusting, um, external paintwork. Gardens are a big thing. Mm -hmm. It is the first impression that people will see when they come to the front of your house to go in. They will see your front garden. They will see the exterior of the property. If the paintwork is just a, a bit flaky, the windows are still a bit dirty. The door is still covered in dirt from the winter period. Um, the driveway still has a wee bit of weeds and moss in it. Um, the, the flowers in the garden have kind of, the, all the weeds are still round about them. It's just needing that wee bit of special, just a wee touch, just that wee bit of extra effort. That's what will make a huge difference uh, to your presentation. You never get a second chance to make a good first impression. Although we've got a video and a blog to do. It says you can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> and you and you have to find that on our YouTube channel. <laughs> but you do you do get a second chance to get make a great first impression. And there is a key to that. And but I won't discuss it in this show. But it is about things like it, the other things with me is, and I know in my house as well, is uh, light switches, mm -hmm. doors, especially. Because we mm -hmm. don't go for the handles, we just put we just put our hand on the side of the door. So if you've got white doors or that, they just build up with that over, over time. And you don't realise it's actually happening because it just happens over yeah. time. And it just it just becomes part of it. But when you actually look at it from an external point of view and you walk in and you go, geez, it isn't even done. Um, it doesn't take much to do it, though, does it, Perry? No, it doesn't. And actually, it's, a, it's strange that we're talking about this because I did exactly three of those things that we're talking about I've just done. So last Sunday was lovely here. I was looking at my borders, my plants were starting to grow, the flower buds were coming and there was just weeds surrounding it and it didn't look great. Yeah. It took me literally 20 minutes and what a difference, Jim. Basically, again, because we've got harlan on the outside of the house and you've got the rain in the winter, so that's all over the paths a little bit because it does come off. There's nothing you can do about that. Yep. Swept the paths um, and the light switches because we've got the chrome light switches and the sticky fingers on them. So again, you've just got your little bit of your window sheen, bit of tissue, all of those things literally took me about an hour. What a difference it made. Yeah. And for people that really don't want to do that, it's easy enough just to hire a cleaner for that yeah. period of time, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's probably a good investment as well, especially if you're no greater. If you're not the greatest cleaner, because, you know, I started off my illustrious career in my teenage years as, a, as an industrial cleaner, as a window cleaner. 
Um, so I understand completely what should be done, but you'd be amazed over the years with being an investor and a landlord as well, that when I've got contractors in to do a job for me, how my standard of cleaning is completely different from their standard of cleaning. And it's often ended up, they've never ended up finishing the job. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, because it's like some people think they're they clean, they're clean, but they're just not that good at it. And there is wee top tips you can do as well. I mean, a classic top tip, and I love this one every single time. There is obviously a lot of people out there that talk about stainless steel. How on earth do I clean stainless steel? Because it stains all the time, and they just can't get rid of them. The wee trick is you take a wee bit of baby oil. You put on a wee bit of kitchen roll and then you just rub it over your stainless steel and it has a perfect sheen finish. And when everybody walks into the room, they smell baby oil, they begin to relax because they think, oh, babies. <laughs> they don't realise they're doing it. They don't realise they're doing it in their mind, but that's the first thing they get and they get that, that, that emotional feel as mm -hmm. well. So they get that nice, fresh smell. I mean... You know, Johnson's baby powder is a classic example oh, of that. I love that smell. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, mm -hmm. and that's the thing. That's the emotive thing that drives people to make decisions about whether they want to move forward or not. And 99 times out of 100, that is one of the key things, is the smells you have around your room as well. That is a really low-cost thing to do because we all use it. But, mm -hmm. you know, often, you know, it's a nice top tip and obviously be careful, put candles on, you know, scented candles and stuff like that. And maybe just give a quick spray of air freshener beforehand, not too overpowering. You don't mm. want people coming to death when they come in the door. But mm. spray the air freshener into the corners. Don't spray it in the air so people inhale it, because that could cause a problem. Just spray it into the corners. When you go into a bathroom, top tip, get flash or whatever your cleaner is, just spray it in the plug hole mm -hmm. at the sink and spray it around the toilet. That's it, in the mm. toilet, in the plug hole, in the plug hole of the bath, and your room instantly changes its appeal, and you've not even done any cleaning at all. Mm -hmm. It's true. Spray, all you've done is spray a cleaner in the actual mm -hmm. plug hole. It's, yeah. again, it's, again, an easy tip. It will, it, will, it will be very, very emotive for someone, especially because we're all conditioned by advertising anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, if I mentioned Febreze, everybody thinks, oh, gets rid of smells, and mm -hmm. the room fresh straight away that's mm -hmm. what it does if i mention fabric softener lavender everybody immediately thinks fresh they do if i mention mint <coughs> toothpaste everybody thinks fresh and clean so yeah. these are all different things which are causing positive emotions in people for when they go and do the viewing but the one of the things one of the things i do as well actually um is when i'm Every evening when we're tidying up after dinner with my dishcloth, I've got, it's an Astonish spray. I bought it in Aldi, it's a pound. It's rose scented. Spray a little bit of that on my cloth. I boil my kettle. I don't fill it up, obviously, but I boil my kettle so the outside of my kettle is warm. And then with yeah. my cloth, I literally wash the, wipe the outside of the kettle with the rose scentedness. And because it's going onto it, it lets off the steam. And then the whole scent of the roses goes right through the room. Just from the kettle. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. Uh, the big takeaway for me, though, is, uh, is, that stylish sparkling and cluttered home makes makes photography um, and especially video walkthroughs as well. You know, the video walkthroughs that we are doing um, is enhancing what you've got already. Um, and, yeah. and we're able then to direct people's attention 
on the things that we know are most important to them. Mm -hmm. It's 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 the difference between silent movies and, and talking pictures, isn't it? You know, the silent yeah, movie, typical for on the stage, and as they go through and they take a video of what going through at home, and all it is with music in the background. Big deal. It tells me what I see in the photographs. It doesn't tell me anything else. Why am I looking at this? Why am I seeing this video? What has that kitchen got in it? Where is that garden leading to? Where is the sun in comparison to where it goes up and where it sets on the back garden and the front garden? That's what a talking picture video, that's what a proper presenter video does for anybody out there. And that's very, very cost effective to use, especially with the system that we're using right now. Mm. Very cost effective. A lot of people actually think we're mega expensive or way up there. And it's like, no, no, we're kind of mid-range pricing. Um, but we can include all that because we've systematized the whole process and made it so efficient that it's cost effective to use on every single property, regardless of the price point. So video, photographs, stylish photography, um, puts a spring in the step for every viewer, excuse the pun, here a week, try the fish. <laughs> Whatever the time of year. Um, what about, what about the low-cost improvements then? What, what could we do with that, Perry? What, what's your yeah, thought? Yeah, I mean, you know, some, some people might have done all those things that we've advised in regards to what you can do for free, but it may still not work for them. They want to do other items. Homes are all different and need other yeah. things, don't they? So buyers pay more for a home that looks loved, doesn't it? Um, yep. It stops them from worrying about any kind of nasty surprises and hidden costs. Mm -hmm. So I think you need to look for every opportunity within your home as well, whereby really you need to look at what minor repairs will make a small investment to get a better return? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's uh, that's a that's a great idea. Small investments, bigger return, um, and that's it. Because you know, not everybody can change their kitchens. Not everybody can change their no. bathrooms. I mean, a lot of these are huge expense. Plus, the fact is, if you then decide that you need to change the kitchen or the bathroom, it takes about well, some some contractors are actually booked out to the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Still. Uh that's not happening anytime soon if you're just deciding you want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So and, and that's why that's why it's important then to get well, that's why it's important probably to get in a stage and round straight away, even though you're actually thinking about it and it's maybe in six months' time. That's why it's Correct. important to get around now, because then it's well, okay, what's the preparation I need to do that and what's the timeline I need to achieve? And what if I do need to change things like the kitchens and the bathrooms? Mm -hmm. uh, what if what if they do come around and say that and I can't mm -hmm. do that? then I'm not able to add that value to the property that's essential in order to maximise the value at the end. Exactly. And I think it's little what other things can we think about then? Well, it's little things, isn't it? It's like if you've got, we talked about windows and doors again, if you've got peeling or chipped exterior woodwork, it's really important to try and get that fixed. So window frames, your eaves, your front door, um, your fence, your curb appeal um, will have a much bigger impact to your buyers if those things are looking great before any viewings yeah. take place and that does make a big big difference we've all just come out of winter as well so what you said there earlier on jim about moss and weeds in the pathways it's the same for your fences you know your fences are going to have that kind of greenness on them in some instances because it's been damp for such a while so again get a really good dry day quick coat of paint and it just makes such a big difference um, so I think that's one of the things you can do certainly get that paint work we've hit the nail on the head a bit about the dry day there's often a lot of people actually just go out there and paint something and it's actually not a dry day um, and it ends up being worse than what it was before if not exactly the same there's no there's no differential or improvement in it it is actually waiting for a dry day I mean I've been trying to paint the side of a building for the last three months but mm -hmm. every single time the paint and decorator comes around and says it's just the, the, the humidity is just all wrong 
says if yeah. I put this on, it's just gonna it's just gonna ruin it. Um, so mm -hmm. we're gonna have to wait till the right day. And you know, I trust their judgment. Um, mm -hmm. but you see how long that's taken, especially if I was trying to sell that property. Um, that's three months in, and I've still yeah. not got the side of that building painted. It has to be a proper whitewash, you know. Um, and it's not; it can't just be white paint because of the because of the age of the building. It's over two hundred years old, so it has to be that traditional whitewash. Um, it goes with it on the side of the building in order to um, in order to keep it in the conservation area. Is that's uh, so it's essential, and that's why it needs that humidity. So mm -hmm. that's why it's important to prepare. That's the reason I'm telling this story. That's why it's important to prepare well in advance i mean if the staging comes out and says your house is ready to go when it's ready to go then great you know you're in the position six months time it's like you can just switch it on and go right let's go we're yeah. ready but you don't want to, the, the the key here is you don't want to leave it till the last minute and then you end up getting to that point and then somebody goes well you've got to do this and you've got to do that and you're like oh my god and then what happens is they then then i know what happens here you get an estate agent out it just wants your listing at any cost they're not really bothered yes. with the end result or anything like that. they just want to sell the damn thing and then they just say oh no you're not needing anything like that done at all <laughs> you know what it's really <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely jim and it, it really is true but actually that's you you you've really corrected a point there and, and i think it's a good one to cover again because we often do that with clients and i've been out to a client that has a beautiful home there's lots of original features but they have one particular room that isn't styled in any way in regards to how it is. So I gave them some recommendations and they called me last week to say, you know, we've got the furniture, we've turned it into a reading room, it looks fantastic. Oh, what a difference it's made. We would never have thought of doing it. Look at Toll Booth, when we went into there to begin with the, the log burner and we did the stable door. So that was a quick thing that they did with getting a joiner in and what a massive difference it makes. So yes, you want to be organized. Yes, you want to be prepared. But if your agent isn't giving you sound advice that actually is going to improve your home for you, then you may need to look at that. <laughs> and then how do you know if an estate agent is giving you the sound advice? Does that mean, you know, talk to two or three of them then? Yes, I think you absolutely do need to get a second opinion, for sure. Because if, if anybody, if, if, I mean, let's be honest, I have um, since been realised the decision of the group is probably a better decision than the decision of the individual sometimes. But you have mm -hmm. to obviously you have to obviously be um, mindful of the person actually advising you. I mean, you know, the classic example is if you've got somebody's a financial advisor um, and they say this is what you should be doing, and then you get everybody's opinion on Facebook who are not financial advisors. <laughs> that's the that's the majority in that case, but they're not right. It's actually mm -hmm. the financial advisor that's right. So yeah. you know, you have to. It's it's a fine line. But I definitely think that is it. The other one for me is, you know, so you've actually said it, that I treat every room with um, tired decoration, a fresh coat of paint, um, to elevate its look and, and feel, um, and then use, use our photography secrets blog. Now, we've got it on this post. We've got a link to our show that we did on photography secrets and how to pro-style pro -style tips, uh, top tips to, to get that that edge on your home and also we actually talked in there as well uh, even though it says photography secrets we talked about how to do it in video as well even yeah. how even how to do your own video walkthroughs mm -hmm. you could save some money if you do your own video walkthroughs perfect opportunity to do that so click on that link on that post not right now obviously we want you to tune in the show <laughs> and still be here everybody disappears the whole audience disappears in five seconds <laughs> Wait a minute, we're here, we're live. Um, <laughs> what other things can we think about, Perry? 
I think refreshing bathrooms is a big thing. I liked your idea of putting fresh smells down sinks and plug holes, etc. But yeah. also just refreshing your bathroom and your kitchen by removing mould and lime scale from tiles is a big thing. There's nothing worse if you walk into a bathroom and that grouting is all mouldy. Oh, it's terrible, eh? It's terrible. But it's not just that. It goes back to the point you made earlier, Jim. If it's like that, when people come in and they see it, they are then going to... It's like if you have a scab, isn't it, and you give it a wee pick and then you go oh and you keep you just keep going and they're going to do that at a house aren't they they see one thing they're going to go hang on a minute is this loved and then they'll go to the next room and then they start to look for the things that are not right don't they yeah definitely it's a big, big thing so that's a that's a big plus i think that you definitely need to make sure that they're clean you get some great stuff you get a little tub of that pink stuff from home bargains and i tell you it works wonders um so your grouting needs to be clean sealant around taps as well is a big thing um don't have drippy taps either. A dripping tap for me, again, just sparks of you're not looking after the property. Um, repainting that, or... These things you talk about, they're so minor in mm -hmm. the scope of things. And most people out there, including myself, would think, wait a minute, you're buying a house, you're not buying a tap. But it's just an opportunity for someone to be a bit more adverse about your property. Mm-hmm to find other things that might not be right that you know about. Um, so you sh for for a minimal low-cost payment, um, you know, to, to a contractor or even possibly do, don't do it yourself if you're not capable of doing it, please. The worst <laughs> thing ever is to do box jobs. It's like, yeah. you know, I've been in some houses and it's like, oh, I fixed this and I did this and I did Oh, look, you did, Alan did that. And, my, you know, everybody go, oh, he did that. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like that's <laughs> That's been finished off right. Uh, so how do I put this diplomatically? Um, mm. And sometimes I just don't do diplomatic. I just go straight from there. I just, I just bluff it out and get on with it. I would say honesty is definitely your policy, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> I, That's the most important thing. The honesty is more important than the actual diplomatic bit. Um, I would agree. People contract me and they ask me to, to uh, my opinion for a reason. Um, and they asked me my professional opinion because you know, there's no doubt I'm good at what I do. Um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna skirt around it, and I'm not gonna go around the houses in order to give them a diplomatic answer. It's like you've asked me, so that's what I'd be doing, or this is what I'd be yeah. doing here. But it is important that we do that though, Jim, because if you don't, and then we market the property, and things aren't right about it, then it's going to take longer to sell, and then that's a bigger pressure point mm -hmm. for the client. It's it's the and I'll I'll keep coming back to this perfect case study was Strathallan Drive in Kirkcaldy. Um it was a house and um and it wasn't selling for at least a year, a year and a half with another agent. Uh, they approached me at the time and said and gave my honest opinion. Now I'm a bit like Phil Spencer when I walk into a property. It's like you've asked me for my honest opinion, so I'm gonna tell you. And and literally when you walked into the the, the property. Um, it, it, it sucked you right in the face, and it was it was dog. The whole place, the whole place was actually oh, it was ingrained into everything. It was in, the dog smell was ingrained into the paint, the curtains, the furniture, the carpets. It was ingrained into everything, and you wouldn't believe it. I could not believe it at how overpowering it was. And I, I actually approached the last agent and I said, um, did you not think about telling these people that this was the problem after one and a half years? And he went, oh, I'm scared I'd lose the listing. <laughs> it's like, but you've not sold the house and I've now got the listing, so 
why did you know why were you not honest in the first place mm. and literally when i was honest about it they took a weekend they refurb they, they got everything done they repainted the house they washed all the curtains they got rid of the dog beds or they washed them they got the carpets washed as well and and in one weekend three weeks later we had sold it for more than it was on for and that's the key, isn't it? It's about that honesty and that feedback. And it's really important. Interesting, you, you're telling a dog story there, because I had exactly that when I went to a property yesterday, when they were saying about painting and changing. And I was like, honestly, I wouldn't. You don't need to. Um, mm. And they were saying, and we went out in the garden, and they had a dog in the garden. And honestly, yeah. I would never have known a dog even lived in the house. So we went back into the house and they were saying, oh, don't let the dog come back in because it's muddy feet. And, I, and we were talking about the house at the end and kind of just recapping on things. And I and they said, are you sure we don't need to do things, Perry? And I said, absolutely, you don't. I said, to be honest with you, she says, what about the dog? I said, I'll be frank. I says, until I went into the garden, I didn't even know a dog lived in this house. It's amazing you can go into some people's houses and that's the case. Eh? Yeah, the relief on the client's face. So they really smiled and they were like, really? You don't, you can't smell the dog or anything? I said, not at all. And I've got a really strong sense of smell. Yeah. Wouldn't have even known. Wouldn't have even known. Mm -hmm. And it's really important that that thing's different. But what was different there is they had nice clean flooring. It was all nice wood. So again, it's not clinging to everything. So it's about thinking about that too, isn't it? Yeah. Before we move on about bathrooms, we're, we're still talking about bathrooms. Sheila makes a great point. Um, just replaced my towels, choosing a different colour tag as a highlight. I didn't spend a huge amount on them, but they look new and the room looks so fresh as well. I mean, that's a really good one as well. A lot of people still have their scabby, you know, their... their um, uh, robe uh, from when they get out of the shower hanging on the back of the door and it, and it's they love it because it's comfortable but it's seen better days and it shouldn't really be hanging in that room because it just puts people off plus mm -hmm. the fact it's gonna be towels because it's like i'm gonna like getting my money's worth I'm, I'm back that. <laughs> you're that guy <laughs> <laughs> like getting your money's worth yep i've still got towels in spain from 20 years ago when i bought them <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, only come out here two or three times a year, so it's not as if it's been used. It's only been used technically about a year or two years, but so here's I, the justification coming. <laughs> I, know, I know. I have to do that. I have to do that because it's like, oh, what <laughs> um, uh, But but that, that was the that's the key here. So that great. I thanks Sheila for that. Um, bathrooms really essential. Just you know, it's yeah. just that we fresh up. Even even things like the shower curtain. If you've got a shower curtain. And it's not that great, uh, then just replace it. It's a, it's a few quid exactly. it's a, because it makes a fundamental difference to the room. And the other shower curtain might stink to high heaven and have mold in it. So get rid of it. What other things yeah, can you So, again, I mean, in regards to kitchens, so outdated or bland handles on cupboards um, mm. or internal doors um, really can lift up with style by just replacing yeah. them. They're not overly expensive. Again, you can go to all these DIY stores and get them. It's maybe an hour's job on a weekend, but what a big difference, it'll actually make the kitchen look completely different and the and the doors will look fantastic as well. And again, it just draws to a positive, sparkly, interesting looking part to the house rather than there's a handle missing or there's a bit broken or it's all faded. You know how you get the wooden ones and then there's bits all chipped yeah. off it and things. It just doesn't look great, does it? Sometimes it's difficult to get exactly similar dimensions and handles to fit your older style kitchen. Mm -hmm. I think they deliberately do like that, to be honest. Um, so you have to buy a new kitchen. Um, often, though, what you can do is potentially you could change the handles, um, you can fill the holes, and you could possibly get these 
paint companies, you know, the kitchen paint companies, mm -hmm. uh, to come in and spray paint the doors, uh, mm -hmm. maybe replace the worktops, and you've got mm -hmm. a fully brand new kitchen for a fraction of the price. Absolutely. Um, or you get the other ones that laminate the doors. So the yeah, our, yeah, vinyl door. wraps, yeah. yeah. I actually did that with a property and I, I wasn't sure how good it would turn out, Jim. And again, just in case anyone's out there and has that, but my, our kitchen cupboard at the time, they had an inlet. So you kind of think, well, how's that going to work? What they basically do is they take the doors off. They put a very, very thin metal plate over the whole door, which obviously then yeah. makes it flush. And then they laminate it. And I went from an old wooden kitchen to a beautiful, white, modern, stylish kitchen. But it was the same kitchen. I've seen it loads of times, and, and the reason I, uh, the reason I know it when I walk in the door is because I've been a landlord for thirty years now, and mm -hmm. I know the styles of kitchens I've put in the properties over the years. So when I walk in, Howden's is a classic example because I know all these styles because it's the Howden's kitchens range I use. I, I use a different range now, but I know the old styles. So when I walk in, I think, wait a minute, that's that's an old shaker unit. That's an mm -hmm. old shaker style, you know, beach from Howden's. And then it's in that beautiful white. And then that's mm -hmm. when the story comes out about they've either got laminated or they've got painted. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, how much did you pay for that? And they're going, well, it's only like about 500 quid. And I'm like, what? Yeah. For a brand new kitchen? Jim, I had, I did my kitchen and utility. It was literally 15 doors and all the sides of the units and the skirts, 700 pound. Jeez. And yeah, a kitchen will cost you probably, if you really want a top of the range kitchen or something that's really mid-market, and top um, or top is you're about five to seven thousand pound exactly jeez that's what a difference it made especially if you especially if you're going to move on um mm -hmm. you know it's like you're not going to get a benefit kitchen and most people actually say to us it's like they'll more than likely just rip the kitchen out and start again anyway because mm -hmm. i've seen sure. it happen people have actually yeah. put brand new kitchens in mm -hmm. the person's come in and ripped the whole kitchen out and put mm -hmm. a new one in skipped it basically skipped it there and then and i'm thinking that's a brand new kitchen but they just didn't want it. They didn't like it. It was not what they wanted. They had their own vision about what they wanted mm -hmm. for their property. So again, this is all about the right advice um, yeah. for that for that reason. Uh, what, what, what other things can we think about then? I think bring your garden or balcony to life as well with plants. We're getting to that kind of season now, aren't we? So flowers, um, seating, textiles, lighting for attractive outdoor spaces. I love these outdoor rugs at the moment on decking. So I've got some, you get nice funky ones. They've got them back again in home bargains. They're 10 pound, but oh, they're no, lovely. If you're you're talking about. It's, it's an outdoor rug, basically. I know. No, I'm just it's kidding. Brilliant. It's like it's tiles, textiles. Mm. <laughs> but like, it makes a fundamental difference though. And actually can bring Magnolia? a whole space to life. <laughs> what's wrong with Magnolia and white setting skins? <laughs> No, Jim, we're getting away I, from I, that. I completely understand. I'm only making a joke here, by the way, folks. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, that, I'm not that clinical. Um, but, but it is about inspiration. I mean, to get more inspiration, take a look at our previous blogs as well, um, full of ideas to show your home's heart. And this is the, the show about showing your home's heart. Um, mm -hmm. And it's on here as well. Again, a show um, dedicated like this one to uh, that, that subject in particular. Um, and by it, it's all about highlighting all the in, the in inherent character of your property as well um, i think the next point i'd like to talk about jim which i think is a classic one yeah. and a good one for you to cover because of your landlord status and what you do but how do you elevate your eco score of your property oh geez um this is quite this is quite a, a controversial subject right now because landlords are required to have their epc up to c standard uh, by 2025 for any new lets and 2028 for 
any existing lets. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a funny feeling that can's going to still get kicked down the road because um, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be prohibitive to costs, especially with what's happening with rent freezes and stuff like that as well. But that's another story. Uh, eco-conscious buyers are here really to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, cost of living crisis obviously uh, highlighted that, and yet we another have to jump in energy costs upon us um, and going through um, your home's energy efficiency performance have never uh, have never affected the value more mm-hmm. any other time than it is now. I used to say a lot of people when they used to say EPC, what's all that? Forget it. It's like nobody looks at the EPC to buy a home, the energy performance certificate or the grading. Now, I think it's becoming more prevalent because of that reason. And obviously, the, the net zero target everyone, the governments want to do, um, you end up going to... I always said that the council tax bandings eventually could end up being the EPC bandings. Mm-hmm. So you could have a tiny, tiny wee house and band, and, and it's got a, an F or E rating on an EPC, and you could end up paying the highest council tax band for that very reason. Mm-hmm. And I've got a funny feeling that will be tied in at some point in order to yeah. get people over the line. It's true, it's true what you say now, though, Jim, and people do look at that. And I remember when we first started working together, we talked about EPCs, um, and it was exactly that. It was like, well, it doesn't really kind of impact a property as much. Now, absolutely, it does. And we will get feedback. So when you send the home report out and the EPC is a part of that, of course, it is. Yeah. And then we'll call, we'll call people to say to them, you know, you've had the home report as part of our strategy and trying to get you know, viewers for our clients will call them and ask them if they want to then view the property. And sometimes the feedback that we get is actually now I've seen the home report and I've looked at the EPC for with the way the EPC is, I'm out because it needs new heating, it needs new this, it needs new that, I need to or get a new boiler. And I'll have to reduce the price by this and yes. that to do this and that. But then that's about us overcoming objections as well. You know, I've had it often where people have gone, oh, it's going to cost me at least about £20,000 to do all these improvements. And I'm like, okay, just run me through that £20,000 and where that's going to come from. Oh, well, it's going to be the kitchen. So how much do you think the kitchen's going to cost? Well, I'll probably need to do £5,000 of the kitchen. Okay, so what else does need to be done? Oh, well, I'll have to do the heating system. Okay, well, the heating system is in its original place and it'll just be a case of changing the boiler like for like. But how much do you think it's going to be... To do that, oh, it's going to cost any, at least about five thousand pound. Well, okay, light for light boiler, just changing the wall is about two and a half to three thousand pounds at the very most at a push. So we've got that tied down. And what else do you need to do? Oh, well, I might change one or two windows. So how much do you think the windows is going to cost? Um, oh, it's probably going to be about. Well, I'll give you a clue. It's going to be about five hundred pound each. So how many windows are you changing? About five. Okay, so we're two and a half. So we're two and a half. We're two and a half. We're five, and then we're about eight. So we're at thirteen. So where's the other seven thousand then? Oh, um, oh, okay. Well, tell you what, I've got a maintenance company, and I could do it for twenty thousand pound if you want. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll charge you twenty thousand pound to do these improvements if you want. But I know it's going to cost you about. I know personally, but being a landlord, it's going to cost you about ten thousand pound to do all these improvements. It's mm-hmm. going to be half of what you think. Mm-hmm. That's about handling objections. That's mm-hmm. about getting the price point and keeping it up there. So people understand. And, and then often as well, you can put them in touch with the right contractors to get them at that price. Yeah. And then they went, perfect, I can go ahead with the job now. Mm-hmm. I will go ahead and make an offer on that property because I now know it won't be the hassle I think it's going to be. Because mm-hmm. that's what a lot that's what puts a lot of people off buying the property. Yeah. I think it's going to be a hassle having to do all the improvements and having to do everything else. So if you can do all that for them at the same time, that could sort it. Anyway, let's get back to this. Yeah. 
My so advice on this, what do we do? Plug the icy gaps by sealing by sealing gaps around your windows. You know, plug up the drafts and all the rest of it. Sealing gaps around your windows, your door frames, and then fit draft excluders to letterboxes, keyholes, and under doors. And um, you can often get the Energy Saving Trust Scotland and also Energy Saving Trust in England to actually pay for this for free. If you just go into Energy Saving Trust Scotland or look it up on Google, and you will get free advice. And they will often have people that will come out and do this for you for free. Free. Free is a good word. I like it. <laughs> Insulate everywhere you can. It's the foundation of energy efficiency, really. So check where you can trap in heat uh, from the roof to the walls and under the floor. Now, when you're doing the roof, make sure you get a proper contractor. Again, Energy Saving Trust Scotland give free advice for that. Uh, they can get somebody out because sometimes people put and go take it upon themselves to put you know all the insulation in the roof and they don't leave any vents for it to breathe mm -hmm. therefore the, the the condensation builds up and in several years time you've got a problem with wet rot or dry rot or whatever it is uh, mm -hmm. for that for that so be careful get the proper advice energy saving trust scotland i can't say it have i said energy saving trust scotland already yeah. Saving Trust Scotland. I'll say it again, just in case anyone didn't realise. It is free advice. It is something free improvements, and it is also low-cost loans as well. You can get from them to do these improvements, or sometimes you can get them done for free if you're on certain benefits or over a certain age. Oh, add smart upgrades to your heating system, including room thermostats, a central heating system with zones. So in other words, if you've got an upstairs, downstairs, you could have thermostats and upstairs and downstairs, and mm -hmm. you could have zone emitters. So in other words, because upstairs is more than likely going to heat up a lot quicker than downstairs, because downstairs travels into upstairs. Mm -hmm. And upstairs in the roof is usually generally that's insulation. Mm -hmm. So that's why it stops it upstairs. So upstairs is going to get all the heat more than likely. So that's mm -hmm. why you want that to turn off before the other ones. So it's important to invest in all these uh, all these gadgets that will make that difference to the uh, central heating controls and the TBRs on the radiators as well. You know, the the, the, the actual um, the thermostats on the radio. Uh, now, see the thermostat. This, oh, this is a bug fear of mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thermostats on the radiator um, switch on and off your radiator based on the temperature in the room. The thermostat on your boiler for your hot water determines the heat of the water it's going to be in your radiator. So if you need your radiators to be, to be hotter than they are, because the, when, when they do heat up, they're not hot enough, you go to the boiler and you turn the thermostat up on the boiler, the actual the actual hot water going into your, your radiators. If, you, if your room's too hot, then just turn it down a quarter a point on the TBR on the radiator itself, uh, and then see if that switches off at that point and then see if that's an acceptable level and then you just keep turning it down a quarter point until it reaches a point that you're comfortable in the room where it heats up and it cools down at the exact temperature you want that is the perfect energy efficiency for you don't just go ultimate to five put it down to zero again Perry, is that are you guilty of this <laughs> does that sound familiar <laughs> no but i know when you come into the office you check all the radiators <laughs> Ready are fully open now. Why is it fully closed? Um, that, they're there for a reason to control uh, the temperatures in the room, so so nobody needs to do that, and it's energy efficient as well. 
You also get the things like uh, Nest, um, which is your you can switch on your heating before you get home and stuff like that. You know, often they could be good utilizations of your energy efficiency. So, but make sure your phone's compatible with it. Uh, research of switching to solar power and installing a heat exchange system to reduce energy consumption uh, and to generate your own electricity. So you can research that. I mean, you'll get on every single EPC as a recommendation, but a, a, you know, an, a heat exchanger system is like 15,000 pound. And then when you look at the cost it's going to save every year, it's going to save 70 quid. It's prohibitive. By the way, if you're a landlord, if you're a landlord, and that's the only difference it can get you from a D to a C in energy, energy efficiency uh, for when the rules come in, you won't need to put an, a heat exchanger system in because there's dispensations in the legislation to account for that. If it is a prohibitive cost to for the benefit it's achieving, then you won't need to do it to get from a D to a C if that's the only thing you've got to do as a landlord you'll be allowed to still continue to let a property at a D. So just a bit of advice for investors and landlords out there about the, the legislation. Um, replace single glazing for double. I think that's a given. I think most, I don't think anybody ever replaces single for single anymore, unless it's in a, a, a grade B listed or a grade A listed property um, for historic Scotland. Now, often though they accept now uh, they will they will accept that you can replace single glazing for double glazing as long as it's still um probably in the same style as the window was before so in other words if it was a traditional sash and case window which was uh, timber uh, then they will want to see it go back as a traditional sash and case win timber window but they would allow you to put wee double glazing units in there i mean they could cost a fortune mm. but, but, but when windows like that it's essential um, and it also, that's the type of thing that will add value, the value to your property when you do it, because the windows are single glazed, they're almost falling out, they're no use anymore, they're just mm -hmm. completely energy efficient, and putting a new window like that adds most of the value straight back on uh, yeah. in the beginning. Um, that's, that, that, I think, is a really important uh, differentiation, because a lot of people actually say, put the glazing in, you'll never get your money back. Well, in certain circumstances you do, and that's probably one of them. Um, and also the, the 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 aluminium glazing as well is done and dusted. That's how you glaze from forty years ago, I think. Yeah. That's 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 how it's day. Just probably try to get rid of it. If you're needing advice on what you should be getting rid of, because sometimes I see people with just one set of patio doors, which is aluminium now, and I often see them look, you know, probably just leave it because it's fit for purpose and it's fine and it does its job. It, it's no the end of the world. The rest of the house is perfect. Uh, for the prohibitive cost of doing that, I probably wouldn't do it because I bet you the pound a penny, the next person comes in and says it would have been better with concertina doors mm. rather than actually. So, exactly. so let them choose. Let them choose. It will not be a significant difference in your value for that reason. And um, so, and also focus on retaining your home's character in the front and opening up the views at the back. Mm. I don't know about you, but we spend we spend most of our time at the back of our house, which we I do. call which I call the front of our house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the front, well, the back, right, okay, the, the front of our house is actually on the main road, well, on the road, but that's the back of our house because we spend all our time at the other side. I was going to say the front of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. You're back to front. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's a bit, it's sometimes it's a bit confusing when you're in a, a scheduled description. You're thinking, well, this is actually the front of the house because this is where everybody spends all their time. This is where all the views are. 
why would this not be the front of the house? Um, sometimes that has a wee bit of difference. Uh, you could listen. You can find more top tips about this and turn your home to eco-friendly oasis, uh, lower running costs, and and in our previous show and blog and podcast. Uh, again, on here, it's about you know kill your bills and turn your period property into high performance eco home. So the link is on this post as well. Um, tune in after the show, or if you're watching a rerun. Uh, this is an important one for you. Uh, extend or remodel your home, Perry. Yeah, it is. And banks and surveyors use square footage um, when valuing property. Um, certainly when we're doing that and we're preparing for a, um, an appraisal, we, we look at what the square meterage is, don't we, mm -hmm. in quite a few occasions, and that's what you kind of base it on, um, which makes increasing your home size and usable space and a bit, obviously an effective way to supercharge its value. That's one thing you can do. Um, yep. And there's many options of how you could do that. I mean, one of the things you can do is integrating an empty adjacent space could be a big thing so mm -hmm. spacious bedroom suite perhaps extra kids room home office especially just now with all the hybrid working a lot of people are working at home aren't they so it's a real good way of doing it or a family-sized kitchen hub um, everybody likes this open plan bit that goes into the garden just exactly what you were talking about there Jim I was actually at the property that we've just brought on in um, East Wings yesterday and they've done that with one of the rooms um currently using it as a dressing room and where the doors were they put a little archway in and made it into a dressing room so it's great you can just walk straight in and it's a real good use of space but it smacks of just added value when you're looking at the property you see it as a really mm. big ad addition so i think that's an important thing um attached or integrated garages as well can be turned into rooms and i think that's something to think about how many times do you go to properties gym and you go in the garage and there's never anything in it except junk <laughs> they're literally yeah. full of the rafters there's no cars yeah. going there there's no workshop in there it literally is junk that they've accumulated over the years isn't it um so if you can use them into other rooms workshops home offices another bedroom um perhaps a little little for me granny flat <laughs> you know something like that is, is a really good way often, of using the room often some of the east nuke properties you have the old um, wash houses out the back mm -hmm. and when you walk into the wash houses out the back it's it's never been developed or anything like that um, some people have them as a workshop but some people just have them as a junk store um, and, and I see straight away how they can actually be strapped and boarded and lined into a home office mm -hmm. easily or, or even something else a wee self-contained unit if somebody wants to come and visit you you know the uh, some of your uh, grandchildren your kids or anything like that they could have their own self self-contained place mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. out the back garden so that's that's where i see them sometimes right? so there's definitely there's opportunities to, to 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 take advantage of that i would agree i mean look at the one in volme that we've got on in cellar dyke at the moment they've done that with net loft and it's gorgeous isn't it yeah and you can do it with the garage at the back as well mm -hmm. um so you've got the net loft which is converted in accommodation you've got the garage at the back which mm -hmm. next door is actually converted into a holiday home, which actually rents out an Airbnb. So, mm -hmm. and that's still to be that's still be finalised with the one next door. So, so there's a there's a precedent set already. So it's, mm -hmm. it's a done deal that that could happen again more than likely. What Definitely. other things can you think about then? I mean, loft conversions is is an obvious one as well. You know, that's a firm favourite, and that adds extra accommodation, extra value, and um, without having to necessarily extend, because you know, not mm -hmm. every place the way depending on how it's laid out is is going to be extendable. So that's a way of doing it. Um, but if you are going to do a loft extension, it's really important that you install a proper staircase, Jim, isn't it? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Because if you're, if, you're, if you're going to extend and you don't install a proper staircase and you don't get a proper building warm, then it's not an ex it's not really adding any value. It's mm -hmm. literally, it's like people with attic rooms. It's mm -hmm. 
it's still an attic room because the stairway isn't compliant. Mm-hmm. And the, but there's no there's no fire door in between, and mm-hmm. you're you're on a different levels. You're on three different levels, so you've then got to put fire doors in every single door going down the way as well mm-hmm. um, to comply with that. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of building regulations to comply with, and that's why it's important. Again, I can't stress enough to get. To get in a stage and out in the beginning, ask them these questions about, mm-hmm. is this compliant? Who should I speak to? I mean, we've got a lot of consultants that actually do all this. I've got a, a person that actually used to run the town planning um, and uh, the the planning department. So, you know, he's now a consultant and he, he does all these uh, letters of comfort and uh, mm-hmm. and um, permission and, and, you know, and previous permissions. Uh, to get it now in order to get over the line. So that mm-hmm. it's quite important that this is all done and this is all talked about before you actually start your journey. Because then when it comes to the titles and it comes to getting over the line, it flags up a red flag mm-hmm. and then the buyer falls through. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really important one. You're right. And I think getting that planning permission and commissioning an architect uh, with drawings, it substantially increases your audience as well um, and yeah. how much your buyer will pay for your property. That's a big thing. But when we're talking about it as well, doing the extending part as well, I think combining um, separate rooms and spaces into one usable space. So open plan living is a big thing just now as well, isn't it? As more mm. light and modernises a layout. But again, important to engage these people when you're doing things like that, isn't it, Jim? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, it will be. It will help you make a, a more profitable decision, and you'll mm-hmm. get far better value at the end result than probably you'll you'll have put in. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you a classic example where I bought a house several years ago the attic had been converted into a master bedroom with an ensuite um, bathroom uh, beautiful upstairs mm-hmm. but the stairway going up was literally a ladder to get up to that bedroom from one of the cupboards and all i did was lift was spend five thousand pound on redesigning that all putting the fire doors in putting a compliant staircase in making sure everything was up on board and getting the build warrant signed off it was about five or six thousand pounds to do that, and it and it put about twenty-five thousand pounds on the value of the house. See, that's a great example. It was now completely compliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got a wonderful wonderful master bedroom upstairs by an ensuite uh, shower and bathroom as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important to do that and make sure you get the proper advice beforehand. Yeah. Uh, final one for me is about injecting luxury and design upgrades. I, I you know, as well as turning everyday routines into moments of pleasure. Uh, adding five-star upgrades can make your home stand out from the crowd. Uh, raise the local price ceiling, one thing that we're really good at, um, and even create a whole new market in itself. Mm. The one for me, uh, the first one for me, is install a state-of-the-art designer kitchen with marble or stone worktops and a full range of indicated appliances for premium brands like Melee, Siemens, and Bosch. Um, mm. Now, this is extreme, remember. This is not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> Don't go out and do this. This is just ideas. Don't run out and do this. I saw you on a show and you said do this on my fifth on my fifty thousand pound one bedroom flat. And I'm like, no, <laughs> a twenty-five thousand pound kitchen will not add twenty-five thousand pounds on a fifty grand one bedroom flat. Um, so there has to be a time and place for everything. But we'll mm-hmm. need to talk about this because it's important to talk about what, what luxury and design and design upgrades you can do to add to make your place pop i mean if you're talking about six hundred thousand pound property then that's a no-brainer yeah yeah you walk in often walk into these houses and think wow this will shift 
because someone will see they don't need to do anything for it. Um, they add in a spa like a spa quality to your bathroom as well. Will feature things like a freestanding uh, tub, um, a walk-in rainfall shower. That these are popular. These aren't these aren't cost, these aren't high cost rainfall showers. Mm-hmm. But they just just the word rainfall shower in a description creates a different emotion, doesn't it? You, it totally does. It's almost like you're out in the tropical jungle. <laughs> And you've got it, and it's like, wait a minute, it's just your bathroom. <laughs> I know, but we talk about emotive all the time, don't we? Everything is that when you go into a house, it's getting that emotional connection to a property, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes heated floors are worth it, natural tiles uh, and high-end taps. Uh, you could also upgrade the flooring and living areas to solid or engineered hardwood uh, to uh, to add that rich and durable and timeless style of natural timber. Sometimes it, it just works every single time, regardless of the what style the room is in, because it just it just does it. Replace boring radiators. I've seen this a lot uh, lately, uh, and plastic switches with coordinated design models of modern metallic finishes like brushed steel, uh, brass, or or black or grey or vertical Ooh, radiators. This well. is my this is my thing. Yeah, these are all. <laughs> These are all things which can add can add that significant value in someone's mind as a buyer mm-hmm. and, and desirability to want it purely because of these. You can, we can see it by the refurbers. Uh, Linda Martin's a classic example how she takes a house which is effectively about 70 grand and ends up adding that value to it and sells it for 100, 150,000. Mm-hmm. And yet she's only spent 25, 30,000 on it. I know, she's a master at it though. Added 50 grand value just like that. 50 percent of the value is now is now pure profit for her because she does all these things. So Linda Martin's a really good example about how she uses that to her advantage. Um, so the other one, but I think for me is repurpose an underutilized front lawn into possible off-street parking, especially where it's tight in some places. Get permission yeah. from the authority. Remember. However, a lot of these places now, when they've done the pavements, they've dropped the curbs in front of people's houses deliberately because they know what's coming. You're going to take the wall away and you're probably going to make off-street parking to the front, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a monoblock area. Uh, mm-hmm. You see it a lot in um, Alan Robertson Drive. Mm-hmm. That's a classic example in St Andrews. Um, mm-hmm. So that's done off-street parking with the monoblock drive to the front. That's now sold, that property. Mm-hmm. Um, you do see it a lot in other places as well in St Andrews because, again, and, and, and in the East Nook as well, you see it quite a lot because um, car parking is at premium uh, and, and, and some of the tighter areas, purely because they never had cars at the time, did they? You know, no. basically, when, when they built these some of these cottages and stone-built houses, it was horse and car. Mm-hmm. Cars were never around at that time, so they never had any thought about, let's have off-street parking for your horse and car. I know. But Jim, actually, you talk about it from then and it's true, but also even now in modern estates, new build properties, how often do you see you go into the cul-de-sac, there's nowhere to park? Yeah. So you are creating that as well. Um, the new builds, yeah, you're absolutely right. There is there is nowhere to park in some of the new builds. So sometimes mm-hmm. taking part of the lawn to put an, an extra parking space is actually really, really important, especially especially with most, most the, 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 I'll call it the nuclear family, um, most have two cars. Yeah. And then when the kids have grown up as well, then there's more cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Is that including the camper? <laughs> camper, camper, work, 
each one of us for six. Yeah, we've got six. We've got a big driveway though. We've got double garage as well, so easy to store. But there is one car that sits out in the on the street because we've just got nowhere for it to go. So, you know, that's that's where we are right now with things. Um, we've managed to get five into the into the parking spaces and into the garage, but there's one that sits out in the street. So, you know, it's it's, it's essential when it's at a premium, especially mm-hmm. at places where where there is probably there is probably nowhere to park nearby. Yeah. And it is a good selling point. It is often a selling point which could actually make or break a house sale. Definitely. Def- parking is always a big premium thing that people are looking for. And the final one for me is probably enjoy a, uh, employ a professional landscaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, I, it doesn't need to be high-end. It doesn't need to be a huge, you know, let's get somebody in, grand designs and get a full sketch and all the rest <laughs> of it. It's going to cost you £20,000 to get your front lawn done. But my house is only worth fifty grand. It's like no, it's uh, it's 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 proportionate to what mm-hmm. the value of the house is. But again, this emphasises more and more why you should have an estate agent out way beforehand mm-hmm. to talk about these exact same things. Essentially, you could just take what we've got in here, the post on here, print it off, and actually sit with your estate agent and go, "Is this the type of things I need to focus on for any of these rooms? Mm-hmm. What's your advice?" That's what I'd be saying to an estate So transforming an inspired garden into stylish oasis using maybe natural materials and, and, and zones, possibly for eating, uh, for planting, uh, for relaxing. I talk about a lot when I do walkthroughs, you know, mm-hmm. where you can sit during the day um, for the sun in order to sit in the sun all day long. How, how some gardens and some uh, properties actually have that, have that perfect combination. Where, and then there's a bit over here for drying your washing, and there's a bit over here for doing your planting. Um, classic example of that is the one we've got in High Street in Falkland. Yep. That's a, that's a perfect example um, where it it's perfectly, perfectly laid out, defined areas for certain times of the day and for certain functions, and it does what it says in the tin, and it's mm-hmm. more or less got complete privacy and sits in the sun all day long and looks straight out to the Lomond Hills. I think it absolutely, I mean, and it's a stunning one. And it's really important to people now, I think. And since COVID, when we were all at home and that was the only place we could be, people now, gardens matter. And how you, yeah. it's an extension of your home. It's a living space. It's not just a lawn anymore. People are really looking for that multi rooms and outside as well, aren't they? Absolutely. I'm just uh, scrolling through my uh, TikToks. <laughs> it's funny how we should laugh at TikTok, eh? But they are one of the biggest social media channels in in, in the world mm-hmm. now. Yeah, and they. I they love them because I like it because you you like all the controversial bits, Jim. So I always look forward to this part. <laughs> I'm just seeing if there's anything anybody's wanting any questions answered or or if everybody's okay and everybody's fine because we've, we've answered most of the questions on Facebook and that has come through. But I just like to scroll through and make sure. We've got any questions? Any, no, we're fine. Okay, um, and Instagram as well. And we'll just check that. Instagram's fine as well. Perfect. Everybody's happy. Everybody's obviously understanding what we're saying. Um, and uh, and uh, so I think for me, just to finalise, the best return from luxury or design upgrades comes from those that deliver the biggest step up in the experience. And the experience, emotionally led, and the lifestyle of your home with a focus on high quality elegant fittings and finishings, especially for high-end properties. Mm-hmm. There's no point. 
what is it the expression? You can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. That's why you get an estate round to talk about your property first. I'm surprised that's the one you went with because normally you say polishing it doesn't make it different. It's still one of them. <laughs> that's what I was expecting. Well, let's be honest, you can't polish a tub. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> Neither I've said it, I. <laughs> but the truth's more important than the the natural the natural not saying it. It's important. <laughs> um so final thing for you then what's your final thoughts on this then overall? i think the final thoughts for me is everybody wants to add value it's difficult sometimes for you to envisage that because you may have lived in this property for a very long time and you yeah. don't just get nose blind as we often talk about but you actually do get kind of blind to how it is or you have a perception of your home the bit that we opened up with jim and that you made the point on which i think is a really clever mm -hmm. one is actually step back from it yourself take some photos walk around it do a little video even yourself you're not narrating or anything but just walk around your house and do this video and watch it back and then think how does this look actually that looks okay i'm not going to touch that actually that doesn't look great and i am going to change that so it's about just stepping back and we've given some really good information links on this um show as well so again top tips for anyone out there who's looking to do this and achieve as you say the, the best maximum price for them so they can invest it in their, the new future yeah that's a really good point actually there's there's a few times that people will walk in a room with me and they'll say but the room just doesn't look right and then i'll, I'll put the camera up and i run the video and i say look this is what they'll see mm -hmm. and they're like wow mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like i would i'm wanting to buy my house again and it, exactly and hallelujah that's exactly what i want you to believe mm -hmm. if at the end of this as a seller what we've done in terms of our marketing presentation for your property is the fact that you would want to buy your house all over again. I know your needs wouldn't determine that, but you think you would want to buy your house all over again. Our job is done. That's yeah. exactly what we want everyone else to think. And if you think that as a seller, that's what everyone else will think as well. Mm -hmm. That's what this is all about. So hopefully yeah. that's given everybody an insight. If you need more information, more advice, please feel free. Message us direct, send us an email info at fiveproperties.co.uk or you could call any of the numbers. We'll still get through to you. You'll still get through to us at some point in time. And uh, and until next time, guys, it's bye-bye uh, from us. Bye-bye for now. Bye. And bye-bye.